Good evening and welcome. It is Friday, the beginning of our weekend. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV. We've got co-host Vince tonight. Been doing a great job filling in in that upper, let's see, it's upper right, I guess, if you're looking at it, upper right uh, corner. Thanks for doing that, Vince. We've got Matt and we've got new to the program, Colonel Rob Manis. Uh, Colonel Manis, thanks for joining us tonight. We're really, really excited to get your perspective on some of this stuff and thank you for being here. Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. Matt? You and I did a show earlier. You said this is like your eighth show today. <laughs> I've done a couple shows today. Yeah, a couple shows. Um, pretty pretty excited about it. Um, and then I've still got to figure out how to win uh, AOC away from the guy, the ginger guy she's going to marry. So well, you know, I got, I got a lot on my plate today. You, well, you just, you just, you just, it was spoiler alert here. That was my opening story. Uh, I was going to oh. open it by saying we've got good news and bad news. And the bad news is for Matt, but the good news for everybody else is AOC is no longer going to be single. Uh, she confirmed that she's now engaged to her longtime boyfriend. Is this the guy, Matt, you would know better than anybody else. Is this the guy that she was dancing with down in? In, uh, Miami over New Year's Eve. Yeah, this is the guy. I mean, I mean, I'm obviously her type. I look just like him, and um, so you know, it's 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 one of those things where I feel like I could literally bring the universe into harmony if she and I could just become a couple. So it's something I'm working on to try to help the the country unify. We'll put food back on the shelves. It'll be glorious. Angels will sing. It's going to happen someday. Jamie. Angels will sing. Colonel Mattis, uh, in her tweet when she announced this, she said. Um, she bragged about the fact that the ring is a zero emission ring and it's from recycled gold. Now, from what I know, all gold ultimately becomes recycled gold because gold doesn't go away. <laughs> Nobody's throwing it away. Um, but a zero emission ring, you ever heard such a nonsense? Oh, hell no. I haven't heard such nonsense. Uh, just to melt it down requires an emission of some sort. <laughs> Good point. Excellent point. Man. Vince, uh, does this bring a tear to your eye? She's that... not known for her brilliance. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Bring a tear to your eye knowing that AOC is no longer, uh, well, I don't know, maybe she still will be. But remember her tweet about the only reason Republicans criticize her so much because they all want to sleep with her? That's right. She did say that. And uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I guess... Uh, <laughs> You know what? You know what I'm interested in. I want to see the guest list. I want to know what the gifts are. Um, I want to make sure that that entire what I they I want to I want the same page out of their playbook. I want to make sure that you know the lobbying limits are being uh, being looked at. Uh, you know that uh, whoever her guests are at this wedding are uh, under the the legal limits. If you ask me, they're all they're all political contributions. So they all have to stay under the. Uh, the uh, the threshold. Let's play the same game with them that they they love to play with us every time. That's an interesting point. You know, you know you a lot about this when it comes to campaign stuff. But if you get married oh. during a campaign season, do they? I mean, how does that scrutinized with wedding gifts and all of that? I, it it can be, and it's more it's more of a game to be quite honest with you. And I I just had I just had actually one of my clients go through this. He uh, he recently got remarried, and and you know it's it's yeah it's not a great press story. <laughs> you know, at least, yeah. but it's not necessarily illegal. But there is, if somebody, if you get somebody with a, you know, a, a government contract that comes to your wedding and, and, and gives you a sizable uh, uh, wedding gift, is that is it a bribe? 
Yeah. It depends. It depends on what the letter is after your name that you're elected with, right? Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly if, right. if you're Donald, if if you're Donald Trump, they're going to impeach you for a third time. <laughs> That's right, uh, Matt. Matt, the timing of this is a little interesting as well. In addition to knowing that you've been chasing her for a while, um, there are a couple scandals going on uh, in AOC's world. One of them has to do with a million dollars of campaign funds that were transferred seemingly inappropriately. It was under uh, review under the uh, Federal Elections Commission, and there was a vote which turned out to be four to two. Three Democrats, one Republican voted in favor of dismissing it, uh, even though it seemed to be a clear violation of election law. Uh, so that's bad news for her. And she also took a lot of heat because she failed to support the Staten Island Amazon workers as they were trying to unionize after she had originally uh, tweeted in support of them. And then when they needed her, she disappeared. So is this do you think this might be something just to try to, you know, put a little uh, fog over the uh, this bad news and, and instead? I think so. The, the biggest problem is she's in a D plus 50 district. So, I mean, it's going to be next to impossible. I mean, I like Tina Forte. She's a friend. And, you know, it, it, there's really no, I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but Tina doesn't really have a shot to win against AOC in that district up there in 14 in New York. It's not going to happen. So I think, you know, it's just business as usual. You know, there's, there's always a, uh, you know, there's always a, a person on the, on those courts, JV, that's like our chief justice who votes with the Democrats. And, uh, you know, and then they just, it's, it's, these lifetime appointments are dangerous. I mean, I know our founders had the right idea, but, you know, what were they living to be when they set these lifetime appointments up? 42, you know? So, I mean, the, the, the age expectancy was not where it's at right now. I think there's some, some issues there that, you know, I, I'm not all, I don't want to touch the constitution at all to any degree really, but this is becoming a real nuisance with some of these folks. And, and they're not going against. I mean, basically, if it's, if you're a judge and it violates the law, shouldn't you follow the law? I mean, that's technically what you're supposed to do. And and they don't do it, JV. Yeah, and Colonel Manis, uh, AOC famously got COVID a few months ago. She kind of disappeared from the public eye, in part because I think she was embarrassed about that because she was, you know, talking the vax talk, talking the masking talk, all of that stuff. Still got it. And then um, also the backlash against the Biden administration. Many of these woke ideas has been harsh and been severe. And obviously with polling numbers, we can tell it's pretty widespread. So uh, she hasn't been very vocal lately. What do you think is going to happen as we head into the midterms? We're going to hear a lot more of AOC. Well, I don't think so. I think she's going to lay as low as possible. Uh, and by the way, it would take a D to beat her, not an R. There's no R that's going to have a chance in her district. Uh, so if we could recruit a conservative D, that'd be great. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but uh, you know, she's she's got the issue of the Amazon jobs, and I think that's the biggest issue she's got to deal with. And, and a smart Democrat opposition candidate would be able to take her out uh, and, and then you layer on the woke stuff, uh, man, I tell you what, 39%, I think, uh, approval rating today for Biden, lower than Jimmy Carter now. Uh, you know, people just uh, are pissed, man. 75% of the country thinks we're on the wrong track. I don't think you'll hear much from the squad at all, except maybe Omar. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Jimmy Carter uh, because the, the other night we played a couple of clips from Carter when he was talking about inflation and the energy crisis in the 70s. And in both of those clip, clips, uh, Rob, they he he Carter sounded like a Reagan conservative compared to Joe Biden. It's amazing 
the contrast between yeah. Carter and Biden. And it, it really illustrates that Carter is one notch above this Biden administration. <laughs> well, uh, he, he was a old time Southern Democrat. So, you know, uh, uh, you listen to some of the things John F. Kennedy said during his presidency, talking about tax cuts and everything. And, and you think that that he was a Republican, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, now Joe Biden, he may have been that guy at some point, but now he's just layer upon layer of woke, communist, socialist, Marxist bullshit uh, is what he's got on him and all around him. And uh, they put the paper in front of him. He signs it. And yeah. then he goes out and reads the teleprompter and try to defend it. And obviously he's losing his butt. Yeah, and he tries to read that teleprompter. Half the time, he can't even get it right. Vince, I'm going to change <laughs> topics here. Uh, this gets worse and worse for BLM, but uh, the controversial BLM co-founder, um, uh, I'm trying to, is her name Patricia? I, I thought it was right there in the story. Uh, Patricia Cullors, right? She uh, doled out $8 million of the group's money for a Canadian mansion, according to the new financial records that are being, being examined. So, Vince, we're talking about... Um, uh, not just this Canadian mansion, but money to family members and a mansion in LA that was $6 million. Uh, she has personally purchased, I think three homes totaling a few million dollars. This is getting real muddy for black lives matter the organization. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love, I love watching this. I'm actually surprised this even makes it into the news and that they're not, you know, they're not actually trying to at least cover this up or at least downplay it. Um, because again, if this were a Republican organization, what we, what would we be looking at? They'd be, they'd be screaming from the rafters for investigations. Uh, they probably, I, I'm sure they're, they're, uh, registered as a nonprofit. And I mean, uh, number one, to, to be this politically involved and then mismanaging the money and misspending the money and misallocating money like they are, uh, this, they should be shut down from any kind of charitable organization. All of the political stuff they're doing, they should be under an investigation by the FEC for running a political organization through a nonprofit, which is which is illegal. And, you know, again, this we, we have given the biggest pass. To, to BLM that of, of probably any organization that has raised this type of significant amount of money and is now doling it out for their, you know, well, for mansions and for every other, other you know, thing that they want to do with it. But uh, it's, 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 it's totally hypocritical. It's, it's a complete contradiction to everything we see out there. It's no surprise. And I, the last question I have is, where are all these donors? At what point does somebody who gave them a considerable amount of money get pissed off and say something? Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, which I think everybody's afraid, right? Yeah. I mean, I, before I, I move on, Vince, speaking about the donors, did the donors really expect anything different? I mean, they they basically blindly sent this money, and it was cover for them. It was protection money in a way for them at the time, and maybe they got out of it what they wanted and have moved on too. That's possible. You know, it was either the guilt money, right, or the uh, I'm paying, you know, whatever for whatever. You know, it's like, is it is it like is it like sending money to the to the televangelist? You know, back in the '80s, and then you find out that they squandered the money away and they spent it on a whole bunch. I I don't know if that's the same if it if, if that's even within the same thing. But at some point, if you're running as a nonprofit, you you have to believe that, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I think it's hard for people to ask for it back. Because I think they're going to, they believe they're going to be pegged as, as racist. But I don't care if they, you gave a, a $10,000 check or a $2 check that you sent in. I, to me, it's like, I, I don't think anyone expected them to be buying $8 million mansions with the money. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this, Matt, is that uh, BLM co founder, it's Patrice. 
Colors, was the sole board member at the time this $8 million was sent to the Canadian chapter. By the way, the Canadian chapter, uh, one of the board members of the Canadian chap chapter is her ex-husband now. Uh, so he is the one that got this money uh, transferred to him. The mansion itself, Matt, cost $6.3 million, but they sent $8 million. What do you think happened to the other $1.7 million? It's a, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's another mansion somewhere you don't know about, JV. More than likely, um, you know, these people they literally they dry their tears with hundred dollar bills whenever they're sad in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so it's it's really I mean, and and for starters, I think you knew this would make me malfunction when you mentioned the Canadian branch of Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, my my I about had a conniption. I thought my brain was going to split open and light was going to come out. Because when I think of racism, I sure as hell think of Canada. You know, such a violent culture they are up there, the Canucks. I mean, you've got a better chance of a caribou trying to hump your leg in a park than finding a racist in Canada. <laughs> Well, maybe that's a testament to the work BLM's doing. Maybe they've done such a great job. Are you sure, man? I mean, at this point, are, are they doing black? Are, are, maybe there's polar bears and they find those racist. I don't know what's happening to Canada, but it's a strange, a strange conundrum up there. Uh, Colonel Manis, uh, as I mentioned, that's not the only odd transaction uh, being uncovered through Black Lives Matter's uh, uh, financial records. But Damian Turner, who's the father of Color's only child, took almost a million dollars in uh, through into his company. He was supposedly organizing events. Uh, her brother mm -hmm. uh, has an LLC. Uh, Paul Cullors, and he received almost a million dollars for, quote, professional security services. Um, BLM board member, and I can't even pronounce the first name, but Bowers is the last name, um, who's a close associate of Cullors. His company was paid $2.1 million for consulting and management services. Uh, there needs to be a serious IRS uh, forensic audit of all of this, and and we need we need some answers. I don't care what the organization is or what their intent was. This needs to be looked at. The American people are owed that. Oh, if it was any other 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization, they'd already be in IRS court. You know, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable the passes that we here in America and our judicial system and law enforcement has given these folks and. It's just a, over and over again, you know, when you compare and contrast what's happened with the BLM folks and the riots and the law breaking, the killings, the, the injuries, the $2 billion of property damage uh, with what happened to the perpetrators in that case uh, have pretty much walked by and large for the most part. And then you've got these poor January 6th uh folks in the gulag in dc that are being held pre-trial for 15 16 months in solitary confinement yep. it's it's uh it's unbelievable uh someone who's served the the country for 30 almost 33 years of my life uh in the military i, I still am in disbelief every day i wake up and i know that that's the situation and what's going on uh, and this is just another example of it they'll get away with it they won't be held accountable and uh, it's not going to get fixed until we retake uh, every piece of the United States government, dismantle the unelected part that's not supposed to be there and uh, 
get politicians back on the right road, which is serving the people of the United States. Yeah, and picking up on that point, Vince, um, Colors is now using the victim card. She says, this doesn't seem safe for us, this 990 structure, this nonprofit system structure, Colors said. She said, this is like deeply unsafe. This is being literally weaponized against us, against the people we work with. Yeah, because it's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal activity. Exactly. It's fraud. Exactly. <laughs> The nine, the nine ninety system. It, first of all, a nine ninety is a form that you have to fill out that shows transparency of your organization, so people know where the money goes goes to. Yes, it's a system set up. Yes. Just to, it's it's against it's against everybody. It's a terrible system. Uh, I'm going to do one more time around here with another story, Vince, and then you can go to your first story. But uh, and then I think you might want to piggyback off this, too. Uh, so there's been a lot of changes in the last week or so. Get woke, go broke. Seven big names in pop culture have burst the left's bubble this week. This is a really interesting story because um, what we're looking at here is a Democrat party that in 18 months has given us uh, scarcity, open borders, gay porn in elementary schools, uh, emptying prisons, pro-groomer party when it comes to gender transitions, uh, the party of less energy, the party of less water, the party of less speech, the party of less housing, and the party of less baby formula. It's not a particularly good formula uh, for 18 months of uh, governance, Matt, um, is it? You know, so far it's been a stellar ride, you know, uh, to hell in the Biden administration or regime. This is, it's like nothing we've ever, I, honestly, if I thought it was going to be bad, but like this is, if you thought something was going to be bad, and you know, and you walk in, like it's going to be a really bad situation, and you walk into a crime scene, like a murderous crime scene. Um, empty shelves, 50% of the baby formula is gone. Uh, my portfolio uh, right now, I think every bit of Bitcoin I have is completely now worth $43. So that's pretty exciting for me. You know, I had millions of Bitcoin. Now it's worth like $43. The stock market's crashing. Um, people still aren't working. Uh, there, there's, you know, the inflation rate is is probably around 40%, even though they claim it's 85 to 10. Um, you know, now we've got supply chain issues. And now, you know, we put the story out. Nobody else wants to talk about it because, you know, it's the truth. Now we're hearing that by midsummer there's going to be a diesel shortage. We don't have enough diesel, which, by the way, if in case, if you think the shelves are empty now, I hate to break it to these uh, mental midgets on the left and their climate change agenda. What do you think semi trucks run on? I got a newsflash for you: it's not eighty-seven; it's diesel. This is—I mean, I'm not worried. I live in the sticks. I've got multiple deep freezes. I've got generators. I'm going to eat like a king while everyone else starves. And, uh, you know, I'll go to the range two or three days a week to, you know, continue to teach my daughters the right way, train with my guys on my investigations team, and, you know, Mullen Labe, as they say. But if the point is, there's people are going to die if this, if this really continues. I mean, it's going to be bad. And, and I, I hate to be the doom and gloom guy because you guys know that's what I've been trying to go against the last. <laughs> yeah. All three of you know that. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> the more if it, if it actually comes to pass – to where Who the shelves are empty and the semi, <laughs> you know, if the semi trucks can't function, that means there's no food, you know. And if there's no food, um, it's not like we have a, a very intelligent society. They wore masks for the last two and a half years. Yeah, that did nothing. What do you think they're going to do when they can't eat? I, I mean, they're weak. It's a weak society. I mean. I, I don't know. It's, it's exactly what they want. You look at Bill Gates. You look at everything. This is the plan, guys. I mean, J.B., I, 
I, I don't know how bad is it going to get. Uh, you know, it's I, I've been calling it the summer of starvation. Yeah. You know, and then we're going to go roll right into the fall of monkeypox. It's going to be a great year for us. <laughs> fall of monkeypox. Uh, uh, Rob, the list of uh, of I guess what we'd call big names in pop culture, as this article refers to them, is pretty interesting. Tesla, Tesla CEO Mar- uh, Elon Musk obviously just said he's abandoning years of Demo- uh, voting for Democrats to vote for Republicans in 2020. Um, Bezos has launched a Twitter war against Joe Biden in the White House over there. Lies about. Uh, raising taxes on corporations, lowering inflation. Chris Rock is openly criticizing the Me Too movement. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Snoop Dogg. How's his face? How, what's that? Oh, yeah. Chris Rock. <laughs> I wonder if he's still sore. Got a little, uh, Snoop Dogg is, just, is, uh, is not endorsing a Democrat, but a former Republican for Los Angeles mayor. Um, Netflix just awesome. issued, issued a uh, letter to its employees saying, if you don't like the diversity in our programming, you're not, you probably shouldn't work here. Spotify dumped uh, the Obamas, but they've held on to Joe Rogan. And Hulu told Hillary Clinton to take a walk. The, things are changing. Do you think this is pr- uh, long-term or is it a blip? Well, you missed one that Taylor Swift got an honorary doctorate degree from <laughs> some crazy university somewhere. Yeah, right. But, uh, uh, well, you know, the two big... Uh, biggies there on your list are are musk and netflix you read that letter from netflix yeah it's employees uh if you if you can't handle it go get another job somewhere i like that whoever wrote that should be promoted to ceo immediately because uh that's the right way to go that's what every normal american thinks to themselves when they see this crazy stuff uh and hear about it and uh, I hope we'll see more of that. Uh, and Musk is, uh, well, you saw what the left does. As soon as he wanted to buy Twitter, then they started attacking him. And as soon as he came out yesterday and said, I'm voting Republican, oh, oh, sex crime. Yep. Here it is, yep. sexual assault, uh, rape, or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so uh, routine now that normies like us, we just look at it and go, and we laugh and move on. Uh, and, and, you know, Musk is a liberal. I, look, I'm a conservative, I guess. Uh, I, I consider myself a middle-of-the-road American. I'm on the, on the Declaration and the Constitution. So if he wants to defend free speech, I'm right there with him. Uh, we need more like that because it's it's Americans coming together regardless of their political ideology and, and fighting for the values and the principles that made the country uh, what we have and will enable us to keep it. Uh, that is the important thing. And and uh, we need to get more of that going. And I think the Musk issue is, uh, is something that's uh, going to, shine a light on that, I think, and maybe more people will start coming together, yeah, regardless Vin- of whether they're left or right. Yeah, Vince, uh, Colonel Manis's emphasis on the Musk issue, and particularly the Netflix issue, is really interesting because Netflix, uh, you're not entirely sure whether or not this is a reaction to some political ideology or this is just simply the bottom line is suffering. They've lost a lot of subscribers and a lot of revenue and taken a lot of heat uh, that maybe they're saying, you know what, we have to be middle of the road. We should not be taking a stand on this, which before you comment, before you comment, which is exactly what this company should be doing and they're not. But Disney has launched an LGBTQ clothing line for children and older folks donating the profits to LGBTQ groups. This company is supposed to be 
probably the most American, the most neutral, the most family-oriented company in the nation. And yet they are still leading this charge to uh, to this wokeness. Um, comment on any and all of that, and then let's go to your first topic. Sure. Um, I, I actually think what we're seeing, and listen, I, I've said this before, if I don't understand a company anybody that's in business that that you can cater to one side of the political aisle or the other and it makes sense for your business apparently disney still thinks it does they're going to try it a little bit further that's great good for them i think they're going to see another backlash i actually think what we're seeing is a combination we're seeing the culmination of the effects of uh, uh of of cancel culture and wokeness and and the democrats idea of of their ideal uh, ideal world and it's all coming together because they villainized pretty much everybody or at least the majority of americans when it comes to their mm-hmm. their 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 ideals and culture i mean you, you know we villainize people if they've got if we if we believe right if the left believes they that you have too much money you're villainized you're villainized if you've ever made an inappropriate comment ever in your life you're villainized if you're if you don't agree 110% and now all of a sudden what they're finding is there's people who who are supposed to be identifying with them that are no longer identifying with them because they've completely turned on them and 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 you know a guy you know think about it guys like like snoop dog what a great example i mean you know this think about it he's a pot smoking uh rapper who who by the way successful rapper right i'm sure you know he's definitely uh, from his from his just his 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 outward public drug use you know he's deemed a criminal to by by most people but the point is the guy the guy's a multi-bazillionaire now because of his you know because the is time in the music industry. So if you don't think that when you're making these ridiculous assumptions about Snoop Dogg because he's because he's he's a black rapper, you're you're 110 wrong about him, and it's going to backfire. Same thing with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, he was he was the left savior, wasn't he? He's building electric cars and oh. solar panels. He's going to save save the world. Holy shit, he's a Republican. Yeah, because you want to steal every last dollar the guy's got. I mean. The, Everything to them is left and right, and when you do that, the business can't survive. So, and I think what they're doing is they're they're losing the support of a lot of people. A lot of people, you know. JV, the other night, I did. Uh, I admitted that I've 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 been obsessed with the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race, and I thought on Monday night when I was on the show, I was going to get my last bite at the apple. But guess what? It's not over, is it? It isn't <laughs> over. I thought it. It is not over. I'm loving it. So as late as today, the the uh, the Associated Press is actually still declaring the race, uh, the the PA Senate race uh, between uh, Trump-backed Dr. Oz and the hedge fund CEO David McCormick. It is too close to call. Last I I had seen, um, Oz was up by just over about a thousand votes, and they think there's about ten thousand left to count. Um, just a brief brief update on how we got to where we are. If you remember, um, Oz received the Trump was is the Trump endorsed candidate. McCormick actually fought back against it, even even going on TV and declaring that Trump was wrong uh, and that he was the real conservative in the race. And then we entered in the mix a surging third party candidate, Kathy Barnett, who claimed at the time to be the most MAGA candidate in the race. But she also had some questionable statements in her background. And it even led Trump to come out and say, listen, you can't vote for her because she's completely unelectable uh, in the general election. And uh, this actually led Barnett to retort by saying that, hey, Mr. Trump, MAGA doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the people, and yeah. and here we are. So, so Matt, uh, you know, the Trump candidate, Dr. Oz, is in the lead only by a little. Obviously, this could go either way. Um, regarding this, I think the closeness of this race shows a definitive split 
a little bit between you know the Trump candidate and the conservative candidate. Um, what do you? Th- I mean, do you think that this is something that you know? Is there a little bit of a trend here? Is is the is the MAGA movement, if you will, is it independent of Trump himself? Uh, and do you think because because Trump has had some pretty good success leading up to this this race so far? The other one, the other night that that technically you could say he was behind and lost was was Madison Madison Cawthorn. But I, I'm not sure you blame you can put that on Trump or not. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think this is any indication of that Trump endorsement as we go into some of the uh, some of the other the other midterms here? I think this is just there's so much evidence out there uh, about Dr. Oz, you know, his support of transgender, you know, children and and and, you know, the episodes he did on his own show, coaching them to, you know, saying it's, you know, this person, it's okay to, you know, this kid says it's a, you know, at four years old, they're a girl and it's okay to treat them that way or however, you know, there's you guys can go out and Google it, see it on YouTube. So the movement is really about, you know, when you look at the MAGA movement, it's about protecting children. It's about protecting uh, you know, abortion, you know, they want abortion to go away. They want to protect children. They see what's happening to the southern border. I think this race really struck a nerve with a lot of MAGA because the whole purpose of the movement was, look, we, we want to stop the, the brutal brutalization and murder of babies by the tens of millions in this country. We want to protect the children that are being trafficked like crazy that you don't hear about in the mainstream media or the local news. I used to sit as a, I was on a board of directors for a women's shelter for, for a couple of years. And the chief of police is that I knew on the, on these boards, they weren't allowed to talk about how many women and children were abducted in these towns. And this is where I live, right, in northwest Arkansas. And it's that way across the board because it's not a good PR moment. It's not, but, but people are – the one thing the mock movement's done is it woke that group up, Vince. Everyone's awake on this. So the Dr. Oz thing with the fact that the, his stance on children, trans, transgenderism, it really struck a nerve. You had everybody from – you know, Jack Posobiec to Charlie Kirk. There was a whole slew of people that were against Dr. Oz, including myself. I'm not saying that Kathy Barnett's the best candidate, but I believe she's the best candidate out of those three by far. Her story about being born when her mom, you know, had her at 12 years old, her, her mom's parents would not allow her to have an abortion. Like, we don't, we don't do that. You're going to have the kid. It's a strong, strong pro-life story. So you look at the, I think that's where this is at. Now, going back to these two, McCormick is a friend of Trump's. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, he's a, he's a hedge fund CEO. Right, They've right. been buddies a long time. That story is really not in the media at all. So Trump, I don't think he's going to say he backed Dr. Oz, but it's really strange because he and McCormick have been friends for years. He's really never bashed McCormick and vice versa. It's an interesting, I mean, you may have some more insight on that than I do, Vince, but I'll be honest with you. I don't care who wins this race because it's a dumpster fire. And I'll tell you the one thing, though, the Democrats don't want McCormick. They want Oz. They believe Oz is the more beatable candidate in the general election. I have seen them say this time and time again on programming, on tweets, on articles. So the radical left and the, and the people you know behind like the Justice Democrats and Sink Unger and guys like that who are heavily involved in funding these Democrat campaigns, Media Matters, they want Dr. Oz. That should concern you. If you're President Trump and you're, you know, MAGA, the MAGA movement, I'll yield back. Yeah, and, and Colonel, uh, Matt brings up a good point about, about you know, I think the end goal here, right, is to win in, in the fall, right? You have to win in November. This is a seat we yeah. have to keep or forget any chance of, of flipping the uh, the the Senate. And and a, a lot, I think a lot of people tell you, and I know you mentioned all three candidates, but I I believe m- most in, in Pennsylvania right now are saying that if, if McCormick or Oz come out on top, we're, we're going to be really – 
well positioned. Uh, something interesting has happened, and now, of course, you know, I, I think I think we all know that President Trump wants this win, right? And he has started claims of election fraud, though, with especially with the mail in in votes. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a little concerned that you know he's going to maybe take this to where he taints the outcome. And check this out, I. I went looking for this because I knew he said it today. And here's about four different headlines. I couldn't find one straight up headline out there that actually said that, you know, President Trump or Trump is, you know, Trump is uh, Trump is saying X, right? It was all, yeah. you know, they're calling him, you know, the one trick pony. Of course, Trump, Trump, you know, of course, Trump wants Oz to, to say these, that the election's been stolen. Uh, Trump taints the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary. It's all got a negative spin. So I'd love to get your thoughts on on both. If you think this is, you think this is a little bit of a bellwether going into into November, but do, you, do where, what are your thoughts about about you know now with this the voter fraud angle? Do you think we just need to stay away from that? Let's go win some elections in in November. <laughs> well, uh, you know, as far as the bellwether, look, if take Barnett out of the race, then McCormick is sitting on his butt because those voters are not going to vote for McCormick. They are not globalists. They know that his wife is Dina Powell who worked on the National Security Council and was a traitor to Donald Trump. I mean, all of those things, the voters know that. That's what they know. So the McCor the Barnett voters are not McCormick voters. And and I think Oz would have walked away with it had she not been in the race. Uh, unfortunately, I do believe she's the best MAGA candidate for America and, and for the life movement, like Matt said. And, and I supported her uh, in the ways that I could. But uh, but we are where we are. So I think Oz is going to squeak it out, to be honest with you, just looking at the numbers and looking at uh, what Rich Barris is saying and those kind of folks. So, uh, we'll, but we'll see. Uh, and, and I actually think he's a, the more winnable candidate, honestly, uh, up against Fetterman. Uh, Fetterman, yeah, the crazy guy, Fetterman, that chased down a black guy with a shotgun. Uh, right. uh, so I think Oz is... Uh, He's he's left enough to where he'll be palatable to enough voters that think that may think that Fetterman's a nutcase that he is and the Marxist that he is. As far as the president talking about yeah. about uh, voter fraud, look look, this is the same situation. Uh, 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 voter fraud and questionable tactics uh, are not partisan; they're they're bipartisan. <laughs> You know, so even though this is a GOP primary, it's still Pennsylvania and it's Pennsylvania politics. It's the, it's the Pennsylvania election counting machinery uh, and those kind of things. And it's hardball uh, and always has been up there. So I'm not surprised the mm -hmm. president's thinking about it because it kind of looks and smells and has that feel of it, you know, with the mail-in ballots and, and certain counties and precincts uh, doing that. And I don't think it's going to make a hill of beans, be quite honest with you. You got four headlines uh, out of Donald Trump, but uh, uh, back in the day, you would have had two hundred if you had said that's something true. like that. So, right, that, uh, that's a great point. That's a great yeah. point, and yeah. and I think uh, JV, I think the Colonel made a good point too. That uh, you know, Oz is on top enough, and and it looks like the results are going to come in from these places. He's probably going to pull this out, but it is going to be close. I mean, again, it do is. you? I'd love to get. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, JV. Too. I mean, do you think it? Does it look a little bit like a bellwether? Uh, I mean, they're going to come out with a conservative candidate here. Do you think they make out okay in the end? We're going to take, you know, keep this seat, hold this seat in our in our column, and and 
and like I said, we have to we have to win it. So does it does it work out for Republicans in the end? Yeah, well, I hope it does. And I'm I'm not I just don't have a good gut feeling on this. I'm I'm with Colonel Manis though. I think uh, Oz is probably the more electable candidate in the general. Uh, election just because he does have some you know some liberal leanings and he's going to be more palatable to a per, in a purple state but i don't know it's per, purely speculation on my part but there are a couple things i do find interesting one is this is the the part of donald trump that i that makes me cringe when he starts doing this stuff and uh, you know this is how he got himself into trouble on twitter all through his presidency people just don't want to hear this kind of whining and this crap now listen if there's legitimate reasons to be concerned about uh, the the security of an election then address them the legal way and the way it, it should be done but to get into the media or, or on social media or whatever and and you know start whining about it that that turns people off it turns me off I had to you know kind of just bite my tongue throughout the four years of the Trump presidency loved what he was doing loved the policies couldn't stand the tweets Um you know, that wasn't enough to turn me off on him when it came time to vote again, uh, but it did turn a lot of people off on him when it came time to vote again. So if he could just control that a little better, he'd go so much further. And he seemed to be rising above that for a while. It seemed like for a while he was starting to figure out that if he just kind of shut up a little bit and just played the statesman, he was going to he was going to be a little bit uh, better in the long run. Um, in addition to that, what I really find funny is the way the liberal media is is now oh the 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 Republicans are in trouble because of the big infighting in Pennsylvania. These two candidates are going to drag on for months. There's no way they can get their ground game in place Man. for the general election against Fetterman when they're fighting. And you know that's their story. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this happens yeah. all the time, and no one's going to remember this in two months. Yeah, that's right. And there's a there's a hard there's a hard stop here. I mean, you have to, you've got to, you have to, you know, you've got to print ballots at some point. You yeah. have to declare a winner. This isn't like a, a general election that can drag on. So they, they've got a, they've got a hard stop and I, I, they don't have a lot of time to figure this out, but they, I'm sure they will. And, you know, I, 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 I just one, one more. Bar- yeah. I, I will just bet right you Vince that eventually Barnett will come out and say she'll vote for Oz when he wins. I, I'm sure. I, I think. The, I, I think. I think unity is going to be important for the party. And and JV, you put you bring up a uh, you brought up a good point about about uh, you know Trump and his tweets and, and some of the things that people get tired of. I, I guarantee that today, when people are standing at the pumps paying now in excess of five dollars a gallon, I think there's going to be a little more tolerance, or there could be a little more tolerance for what Donald Trump had to say and what he you know and what the parts of Donald Trump maybe you didn't like. I think people can be much more tolerant about. Uh, today with the, with the price of everything and what's going on in the uh, in the country. Do you want to do your next story? Well, sure. Speaking of that, I mean, one of the other places where we all know that things are have been out of hand and have a chance of getting even worse out of hand are uh, at the border, specifically the southern border. Uh, but a federal judge just uh, recently declared that the Biden administration cannot end the Title tw- uh, 42 uh, COVID-related health measure, which was implemented under President Trump. Um, Title 42 has been turning away uh, uh, several, you know, they've been turning away migrants at the border. uh, And it was a way of controlling COVID and not having it spread within the immigration centers and, of course, bringing it into the country. Um, of course, the Democrats, you know, like we know, their their heads started to explode on this for a little bit. And uh, they've claimed that it was a way for Trump just to control immigration. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, a lot of folks are going to find that as a bad thing, but that's that's what they're claiming. And uh, this decision, this decision comes just before Joe Biden and the Biden administration was about to end this program on uh, May 23rd. Uh, and and here's something interesting. And, and Colonel, I'm going to throw this to you to start. Um, 
But even Anthony Fauci, obviously the director of the National Institute of uh, Allergy and Infectious Diseases, he has denounced the program pretty much uh, from the jump, right? And he cites that there's a lack of scientific evidence that that uh, shows that this this uh, measure pre prevents the spread of COVID-19. Now, you got to be kidding me here because, <laughs> I mean, how much have we heard about scientific evidence and how it doesn't back up probably 50, if not 75% of the measures we were told to take during COVID, wearing wearing a mask that's useless. You know, the, the, let's, let's, we could, we could go on and on and on. Yeah. So I, so here we are. I thought, you know, the Democrats wanted us to be worried about the spread of COVID, uh, you know, but now they want us to end a program that could be protecting us from COVID. Um, what do you think? What do you, what do you think, Colonel? You think this is just a, another scam by the Democrats to to to, to get their immigration uh, policies uh, through the back door like they usually do? Well, uh, to be honest, the reality is, is that many Democrat uh, representatives and senators were standing up to Biden and saying, hey, don't drop this program. We're gonna we're getting yes, killed were. in November anyway. You want me to be beheaded in the streets? <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm not so sure that a lot of the the uh, hardcore Democrats uh, want the program to end. But as far as Fauci goes, look, this yeah. is the guy that's still saying the vaccines work and uh, and has uh, the majority of the American government, including the military, saying the vaccines work and they don't work worth a damn. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're starting to see data that's showing that in the vaccinated population, you're seeing uh, more infection uh, of the COVID virus. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that comes out. But uh, but uh, in reality, I have a tough time defending Title 42 because I think it's a BS COVID restriction. But at the same time, it does help with the flow of illegal aliens coming across the border. And yeah, I said it. I refuse to bow to the wokeness. I'm going to say it. They're illegal aliens. Uh, and uh, uh, so so I'm okay with that particular measure staying in place. Uh, but it's not stopping them, guys. And, and here's the reality. The reality is uh, uh, there have been a million or so or more people come across and the getaways are more than a quarter of a million. That, that's the people that get away and they don't get put up in the caught up into the system. And then the ones that are being caught up into the system, they're shipping them through airplanes and buses and trains in the middle of the night uh, to locations that don't even know they're coming. Uh, so, uh, right. you know, uh, that's still happening. But at least if we keep Title 42 and it looks like this judge has stepped in and is going to stop Biden. Uh, then uh, we'll at least have it down to a manageable flow, I think is what I saw some of the Border Patrol folks saying today. And Matt, this uh, the, the lawsuit to stop this, uh, which the federal judge acted on, was actually uh, brought forward by Arizona, Missouri, and Louisiana, and about 20 other states have uh, joined on to that. And of course, they argued that, the, uh, that ending Title 42 uh, was going to pretty much Create a catastrophe at our at our borders. Uh, the colonel kind of kind of said this. He did say this. Uh, you know, even Democrats are like, no, no, no. We don't need a. We don't need. We don't need this problem at the borders. Months before the midterms, and uh, you know, I mean, can, are, are you shocked that uh, anything the Biden administration, something the Biden administration is about to do, is going to create a catastrophe? It's shocking, isn't it? And uh, and and certainly, I almost think I almost think this uh, this may come as a blessing. For the Biden administration and, and not a bad thing for them. But how long, how long can they can they hold out? And because eventually I think he did announce recently, actually tonight, that they are going to appeal the decision. I mean, of course, they have to do that. But, you know, does this 
you know, can they can they hold this out or does it is going to blow up in their face? You know, Vince, I wouldn't be more shocked if I woke up with my face sewn to the carpet. <laughs> you know, that the Biden administration is causing yet another catastrophe here in America. I mean, uh, it seems like it's like a train wreck I can't turn away from. You know, it reminds me of the scene in Tommy Boy where Chris Farley is trying to sell the you know the the oil brake pads to the to the guy and he's into the desk and he lights the damn desk on fire, you know, and um, right, you know, while try and the guy's like, get out of my office, you know, like that's where we're at with Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, get out of the damn White House, get out of our country. True, um, so true. It's it's, it's unbelievable that everything. I mean, you couldn't. At first, you could say, well, it's all on purpose, and it is to a degree. I think most of it is. But can we just say this guy is a royal f up? The administration is a complete f up. It's not that they're do yes they're doing it on purpose, but it's a combination of they're doing it on purpose and they're and they just suck at life. Let's just call it what it is. These guys suck at life. They're perennial losers, and 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 someone decided to let them drive you know the biggest ship in the world, the United States of America, and and, and they just keep hitting shit. It's like the you know. It's like the drunk guy with his four-year-old and you know at the fair and, and bumper cars, and he thinks it's hilarious and he just keeps knocking the, you know the the two six-year-olds over in their cart. <laughs> that's that's the that's the epitome of. Uh, come to a fair in Benton County, Arkansas, JB. I'll show you guys all about this. This will be a great time. <laughs> Sounds like fun. But this is this is the yeah right. This is literally what. <laughs> this is where we're at. You couldn't. It's a combination, right? I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts, but it's a combination. Like, yes, they're doing it intentionally, but a lot of it is they just are terrible at everything they do. Um, the southern border, I mean, is just, I mean, it's amazing. The only thing they seem to be able to get right with the southern border is baby formula. They can feed the babies down yeah. there, but they can't do anything else, right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and you know I'll I'll uh, I'll give you my thoughts by asking JV uh, a, a, a question here, and it's great. You guys, everybody's just setting everybody up uh, right after one after another tonight. This is great, but but JV, I, you know, and Matt makes the point. You, we're creating a crisis at the border. We're creating a crisis at the pump. We're creating a. It's like. You know, if we create the crisis at the at the border, right? What's the, the the only thing, the only humanitarian, right? That's what they're going to tell you is we have to let these people in and give them give them refuge. If we create this problem at the pump, well, you, we we all have to buy electric cars. That's the only way it's going to save this, right? And it goes on and on. It's almost like they're creating these problems to push their agenda. Almost. <laughs> That's exactly Almost. <laughs> what they're doing. And this is what happens when you have dim-witted ideologues running the administration. You look at the positions, whether it's cabinet positions or chief advisors or whomever, these are all the uh, most, the purest of ideologues for the left. They real world consequences be damned their agenda is all that's important and they're driving it from within a bubble that they've been in all of their lives as as matt said they are completely incompetent but the incompetence stems from the fact that they can't see beyond their ideology and that's what's happening and this border situation is one of a dozen examples and every single one of those examples is screwing the american people particularly the middle class now, one thing I saw today, and I was just looking to see if I could find an image of this, um, but there was a report on one of the news channels uh, about some processing going on at the border today. You know, these numbers are skyrocketing again, and they were talking about this Title 42 issue. And they showed a line of, of, uh, of 
crossers, people that had just crossed the border, and uh, Border Patrol was processing them. And they're all standing there with these clear plastic bags that were clearly given to them by DHS or, or the Border Patrol people. And in those plastic bags, there's a whole bunch of shit, including a wad of cash, a wad of $20 bills. How many Americans look at that and say, what the hell? We can't afford to put gas in our cars. We can't afford to buy groceries in the store. Forget meat this summer. We're not going to be able to afford that. You know, if we have a baby, I hope we can find some kind of formula or we're going to have to go feed him goat milk. Uh, but these immigrants cross the border illegally and they get a bag that's that's got a bunch of things. I think a phone is in there and a wad of cash. This is incredible. This is this is this is traitorous activity. Um, and this is the Biden administration in a nutshell. So I don't know if that answered your question, but man, it fired me up when I saw that. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I just wanted to fire you up. Oh, you I just it. wanted to fire you up. Let's go. You did it. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to move on <laughs> to something else that fired me up as well. And I think this might fire up Colonel Manis too. But uh, picking up on what Disney's doing with their uh, wokeness, the U.S. Army is considering letting soldiers change base if local laws offend their choice of gender. Um this is a, a program that uh, is announced by the U.S. Army considering a policy called compassionate reassignment. It permits soldiers to request a transfer to a different area if they feel state or local laws discriminate against them because of their gender. But it doesn't stop with gender. It can be sex. It can be religion. It can be race or pregnancy, meaning abortion. Uh, and they could all be considered discriminatory action by the service members that are looking to move. Uh, Colonel Manis, I'm just going to let you talk about this. What do you think about this? Man, did you see my tweet over Kurt Schlichter's tweet? I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Well, Kurt Kurt tweeted out Army fail over this, and I had to tweet out over that. Man, uh, I'm disappointed. I thought I figured for sure that my U.S. Air Force would be first out of the gate uh, with this kind of idiotic policy. Oh, my God. You know, the President of the United States and the Uniparty in Washington, D.C. have us on the brink of a nuclear World War III right now. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff doesn't give a shit about anything about uh, except for his critical race theory, his white rage, uh, and, and all kinds of other things that are driving and his vaccines, forcing them on young people between the ages of 18 and 30 that have the worst heart conditions the males do out of that, that are supposed to be the healthiest in America when they're in the United States Armed Forces. And they're worried about stupid shit like rainbow socks and and shoes walking, uh, uh, giving people the ability to walk uh, and say, oh, I can't handle it. Uh, I tell you, man, there's a lot of people who think the Russian army is weak right now, uh, but they're not. Uh, We're weak. We are on, we are in a very dangerous situation uh, because of this baloney that we're seeing happening, and uh, you haven't seen one senior officer be held accountable for the debacle in Afghanistan, and it was a debacle. I've lost friends in Afghanistan and Iraq, and that stuff. There, thirteen Americans died before we got out of there needlessly, and the, he'll never be able to make that up. Uh, to those gold star moms and dads, never. And they're worried about this kind of crap. And you see it over and over and over again. This is not uh, a one-off, this article. This is over and over again. My son that was active duty in the U.S. Air Force left last August after seven years because 
he was forced to do extremism training and teach his people of color on his ship that he was their NCOIC of, that they were oppressed by the white people on his ship and call out the white males for having the most privilege. And that is the kind of crap that's going on in the United States Armed Forces. And I just heard today that a whistleblower came out of what's called the Corona meeting the last in, from October 21. And the Corona meeting in the Air Force is where the Secretary of the Air Force and all the generals get together and they make policy decisions. Well, apparently they kicked all the staff out of the room and they made a corporate collective policy decision that no religious exemptions would be approved for the vaccine. Think about that. They made a corporate collective policy decision in secret that no religious exemptions would be approved. And that's happening. And at the Air Force Academy right now, one of my peers is a superintendent out there, Lieutenant General Rich Clark, and he is letting his people down. He's forcing them to get this vaccine, which could hurt them, future officers in the United States Air Force, and he's not allowing people to graduate that have asked for religious exemptions or medical exemption, uh, and that is wrong. Those kids have dedicated four years or more of their lives to the United States of America. They deserve to get their commissions in June and their, their diploma from the United States Air Force Academy, and this guy, General Clark, who is a friend of mine, call sign Harpo. Harpo, you know who you are. You said that you support the DOD policy on the vaccine 100%. That's the only thing you've ever said. Well, after everything we've shown them about the adverse effects on the young men, and especially the young men in heart conditions and blood clotting, that we've shown them that the vaccine is ineffective and it's not necessary for readiness because they keep saying, oh, it's for readiness so you can deploy. Well, that's bullshit. Okay, the three-star generals and four-star generals and every senior NCO and officer in the United States military is going to have to be held accountable. I'm calling for them all to resign because they are letting their people down, and their people are young men and women that have dedicated their lives to this country already. And that's why that article is bullshit, and it needs to be ripped from the pages and carried on signs to the Capitol and to the Pentagon until we see some resignations because these people are being political and we don't have a political armed force in the United States of America. It's not, it's not what we have. I served for 33 years. I've worked with a group called STARS. Uh, that's Air Force Academy graduates who started it, uh, a guy named Lieutenant General Rod Bishop to stop this crap that's going on at the Air Force Academy. They're actually forcing these kids to do critical race theory. They had, George Takai come out and be a be a, a a mandatory speaker to talk about the bullshit uh, open borders policy that he advocates, and he for, they forced every cadet to listen to him and everything. That's the kind of crap that's happening at the Air Force Academy. It's happened at West Point, and it's happening at the U.S. Naval Academy, and it's happening in the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, but all these idiots can think about is the worry about their gay or their transgender people feeling uncomfortable because some location they don't think they like them. And you know what? Nobody in America really gives a shit about these people as far as their choices goes. Uh, what they care about is don't make me call you a her if you're a born a him. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's right. You're not going to use the government to make me do it. That's what people care about. Leave them alone. Leave us alone and you'll be left alone. Well said. But when you mess with our children, 
You mess with Disney World. I've been going to Disneyland since I was five years old, okay? And every one of my grandkids I've taken to Disney World. And I've been there several times. And I will not be going back until they change this policy because they're trying to get at my kids and my grandkids. And I'm not going to do it. And average American is not going to do it either. And now that you let me rant and rave and everything, <laughs> write your damn congressman and write a letter to Secretary Lloyd Austin, who is another weak, incompetent, lack of courage, lack of leadership piece of shit up at the Defense Department who needs to resign immediately. I, uh, I echo the sentiments of our chat rooms who, who are saying, amen, Colonel Manis, 100%, cheers, all that stuff, and well said and all that. Before I let you off the hook on this particular topic, though, I do want to uh, contrast something here. Um, it was, what, 75 or so years ago, rounding a number here, where we had 18 and 19-year-olds uh, jumping out of uh, landing craft and storming the beaches into Nazi machine gun fire. Uh, they did it. They won that war. They came home, started their lives and their families, and built this country to the uh, greatness that it is today. And now we have soldiers in the U.S. Army that might be offended because someone doesn't accept their gender choice. Uh, I know this is coming from the top, but can we win a war with soldiers that prioritize things like this. And I don't know how, how far it permeates the armed forces, Colonel Manis, but if it does at all, uh, it seems to be a dangerous thing. Oh, it permeates the armed forces, uh, JV, so much so that uh, what my son told me, and he just left the Air Force uh, in August of last year, is that dad, when they told us, made us go through the extremism training, he said, uh, we tried to tell him, because he, he was a frontline supervisor, a brand new non-commissioned officer, we, he said, my peers and I tried to tell them that uh, the Marxism that you are looking for is right there in social media. Just look at 90% of the airmen that you have on social media and you'll see the Marxist extremism coming out of it. But they didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about other things like white supremacy and the, the stuff that's very minute numbers. Okay. Uh, and that's the problem is it is permeated so far that it's all the way down at the lowest rank levels and the generals and the admirals are allowing it and, and through policy like this crazy policy are weakening the United States Armed Forces. They already had us in a bad place before the Ukraine war started. Now we're in a terrible place. They're giving bad advice to the president of the United States. We're sitting out here with a Russia with heightened nuclear weapons on alert, and the United States didn't do anything. And I happen to have been an expert in nuclear operations and everything. So I know where we're at. We're at a position of weakness. And we will, those men and women that you're talking about, they're not going to run into Russian bullets and armor and all that stuff. They're not going to do it. That's not the force that we are uh, producing right now. And that's not the cultural society. And the military is just a microcosm of the society that creates it. And it's unfortunate. Uh, and one of the other things that's happening is the people that do, can make decisions on their own uh, and do have strong values, whether it be religious, constitutional or whatever, they're being purged by this vaccine mandate. Yeah. That's what's going on with it. Yeah. And I, at first, I didn't believe that, but I've seen enough at this point. We need some resignations from the top down uh, of a lot of people because they're letting their troops down. And the number one job of a commander is to take care of their people so they can get the mission done. And when you're forcing your people because of political reasons to get a vaccine that 
could possibly create heart problems in the in the men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, you are not taking care of them. It's time for you to stand up and push back against the political ideologues that are pushing this crap or resign. Yeah, great points, Matt. There's not a lot to say to follow that up, but um, I will read another line from this. Uh, I, I really don't want to have to follow that <laughs> if I don't have to, JV. Can we go to Vince or something, right? <laughs> No, no, not me. Uh, let me let me read this line. It says some states are becoming untenable to live in. There's a rise in hate crimes, a rise in LGBT discrimination. Um, in order to serve this country, people need to be able to do their job and know their families are safe. All of these states get billions for bases, but barely tolerate a lot of the service members. Uh, there's a lot of misguided folks both in the military and outside of the military. And as Colonel Manis pointed out, this has to change. Or as you've pointed out many times, Matt, armies like the Russian army are not the same as the Taliban. They're not the same as the Iraqi army. The Chinese army is not the same as the rebels, you know, pick a, pick a, uh, in Somalia. Uh, but those are the actions of the U.S. military has seen. So they kind of have this almost an invincibility complex. But when it comes to real war, with a real adversary, we need to be fit and ready. And it doesn't sound like the U.S. military is right now. No, we're not. And, and you know, Colonel and I talked a little bit about this yesterday on uh, America's Lunchroom. You know, we kind of discussed this topic. And, and literally, you know, they can't continue to funnel money into the Ukraine if, if they paint the picture that, you know, the Ukrainians are getting their ass handed to them, which they are. You, the, you can look at certain cities like Kharkiv and, and, and Maripol and the Donetsk region you know, if you, 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 you're not going to find it in the New York Times or in any of these liberal rag outlets in the United States that consider themselves mainstream media. But if you just do the research, you know, and Colonel has connections all around the world. I don't have his connection, but I've got a few myself. The Russians are kicking the shit out of the Ukrainians, kicking the shit out of them. Uh, but it's in the eastern region. They care about Crimea. They care about the Donetsk region. They care about Mer They want that eastern region because that's where the genocide was happening with the Nazis, which... Every major media outlet now has basically called the Biden regime's bluff on that. Everybody from NBC to ABC is talking about the Nazi problem in the Ukraine. So it's Nazis versus commies is kind of where we're at. Sounds like a damn zombie game. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now. But we're not ready for this. We're not even close to being ready for this. We're, we're flying BLM flags and pride flags at our embassies around the world because it makes people that work in them feel good, JV. The Russians, I mean, I, I think you and I talked about this today. I can show you a thousand videos of Russian soldiers, you know, feeding grizzly bears porridge as pets. And then meanwhile, the army cadets are doing TikTok videos. Um, I haven't seen any Russian soldiers in basic training or camps. You know, and I've got, you know, Josh Flippo on my team, you know, 12 years, he literally spent six years in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Those SF guys, as the colonel knows, they don't, they, they, they spend a lot of time in that rock sometimes when they're looking for things. And, um, you know, I, it took Josh two or three videos I showed him because I was like, well, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe these aren't boot camp. I showed the same videos of Colonel Manis and both he and Josh Flippo, you know, you know, were like, oh yeah, that's that's hundred percent. That's basic. That's boot. You know, they, they knew right away. You know, we talked about this a few months ago, Colonel, if you probably remember that's what's happening with our military. It, it's a woke military that wants to fight. I don't think they want to fight, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think the Russians know it, and the Chinese damn sure know it. You know, the Russians are also about to drop three new aircraft carriers. Nobody's talking about that. So the Russians are going to go from 
having a minute, you know, uh, naval force to having four fully functional, massive aircraft carriers over there. They are beefing up. They, you, you know, you talk about today. They, they're launching these new tanks that are made out of the same materials. Jerry Nadler's zipper. They're indefensible, you know. I mean, they're. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're indestructible. Indestructible, yeah, indestructible. And so, when you think about that, um, we're in a lot of trouble, man. And we and look at have you. Ah, I'm gonna go off. I'm trying not to try not to go off here tonight. I'm I'm doing a little Martin Lawrence here, a little woosaw, you know. And um, <laughs> but but think about where we're at. Jesus, guys. Yeah. The economy's in the toilet. The stock market's crashing. Crypto sucks ass. Thank God I've got 100 million shib. That really helped me out. <laughs> Thank you there, Shibanua, you bunch of dumbasses. Um, and, and so yeah, Vince, Vince Felt helped me on that one. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. You know, thank yeah. God that one really hit it out of the park. Um, yep. You know, I should have bought some. I should have bought some Luna while I'm at it, and maybe some Iraqi Denor. You know, that would have helped me out too. Um, yeah. But, um, but at the same at the same time, look at where we're at. Empty shelves. Nobody's working. Unemployment rate through the roof. Interest rates. Russia, China, Iran are laughing at our military like shit. They're not scared. What? You know, we 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 threaten them militarily, and they just kind of look at us like the six four kid in the school. We know when you're a little guy who's a sophomore, and you say something stupid to him. We're in deep shit as a country. That's the nicest way I can say it. We are in deep shit. Everything has gone to hell in a handbasket. It's like a scene from Mad Max. Our leader's known only as Joe, and uh, you know, and, and we're all out of dune buggies and fuel. JV, we're screwed. Yeah, well, that's all I got. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to stop. That was a lot. Uh, it's not surprising when every single department in the federal government right now has the mandate to make the priorities climate change and equity. Those are the even the depend, defense department. Those are the priorities. Yeah. So this is the result of all of that. Uh, Vince, I'm going to spare you having to follow up those two great rants uh, and move on. You're welcome to try. But why? <laughs> You're welcome. I, I, I only have one thing to add, and it's not a rant. Okay. But I have one thing to add to the entire conversation, and that's – and, JV, I'm sure you've seen this because it's about our, our little town here that we both live in or around. Uh, but I like driving around and seeing all those liberals – and I know they're liberals because I know where they all live in my town – I, lo I love seeing their we support Ukraine lawn signs and, and many of them flying outside of their homes a Ukrainian flag. I'm going to just say this right now. If you have a support Ukraine lawn sign in front of your house or you're flying a Ukraine flag, you are a moron. You are an absolute <laughs> idiot. You should have zero, zero to say about anything going on in this world at all. Just stop it. You need to go back to school, learn something about world history, and in the meantime, shut the hell up. So there, I'm done. No, that's good. Uh, I want to play a video. Well that, said. Yeah, I want to play a video that uh, Matt uh, brought to America's Lunchroom today when we did the show earlier today. And it just, it, I don't know, my reaction, we'll see what your reaction, my reaction was almost complete disgust. So let's see if we can get this to work here because it's off of Twitter. You should be able to see. Can you hear it? The earth just cannot handle the sheer number of humans who live here. Something has to give. And I believe that it's up to us who have lived a good life to make sure that our children will have the opportunity to live good lives too. I have lived a good life. 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 
exciting. They, they really are suggesting that uh, seniors, um, in this case, uh, I don't know, all white seniors apparently, because that's all that was in there, uh, <laughs> actually commit suicide for the betterment of the world and lowering populations. Uh, I mean, I have to. I just have to ask: Does does everybody think this is legitimate? Matt, you brought this, and is this legitimate? No, it's legit. This is yeah. This is this is the World Economic Forum. It's their stuff, Agenda Twenty One. It's completely legit. It's completely legit. Um, and you know, now I've got an idea for America's lunchroom, JB, and probably the indie gang too. I'm literally going to take that video, and at the end, I'm going to add the scene from Chris Farley in Black Sheep, where he's trying to help his governor or his brother win the governorship. And I want to just add that little three second clip of him screaming "Kill Whitey" at the end of that video, <laughs> because that's well, pretty much gotta, what it says. But- but Matt, you got to take the uh, you know the ending from Soylent Green when Edwin G. Robinson's in the room. Yeah, that's what the yes. music and the and the right. breeze and the uh, all that reminded me. Of. That's right. So you got to bracket it with that. You know that clip of perfect uh, uh, of him uh, about to get be put to death uh, in a peaceful and kind and gentle way of his own choosing. Yeah. It's a crazy it's- man. Yeah, and, and lo- brings to mind Logan's Run as well, which in which you little, had a little yeah. device in your hand that when you be, when you turn thirty, it goes off and they take you off to euthanize you. Yeah. Uh, Vince, this is this is really a part of their agenda. This is incredible. This is incredible to me. I I believe it is, and 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 that video, it's with like the the washed out white color. It's it's you know what it's reminiscent. What was the uh, what was the name of the cult where they're all going to get on the uh, they were going to get onto the UFO and just go oh, off yeah. into wherever. Oh, I can't remember uh, who they were. Uh, like Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's yeah, Gate. We're, we're, yeah. Cool. Honestly, pick 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 your cult at this point, right? That's that's what that kind of <laughs> says to me. That you know, like like let's all get together. We're going to round up the old white people and say, okay, that's enough because we got to control the population. You've lived a good life. You can you can go now. You may leave. You know, I, I got to be honest. I mean, it, as funny as it is, or it, it comes off right. It's 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 that's friggin' scary. That's really, I mean, really, if that's, yeah. and I, and at first I wasn't sure because it does come off a little parody-esque, but they're dead serious, aren't they? Now, I, I have it stopped right here on the end screen. It says, uh, Agenda 21, UN Division for Sustainable yeah. Development. Colonel Manis, we just got news today or in the last couple of days that Biden is about to sign an agreement with the World Health Organization that will basically give the World Health Organization and the UN authority over our uh, nation in the event of uh, any type of pandemic or other declared health crisis. And this is a UN uh, uh, initiative as well. I mean, I'm starting to see things come together here, which makes it even doubly scary. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there's a big push against that, uh, by the way. If you go to stopvaxpassports.org, I'm on the task force uh, that's on that website. And we've got a uh, what's called an Align Act button that says take action takes you five seconds to click your mouse and send every one of your representatives and all the, all the leaders of it, uh, uh, of the uh, Congress and the United States government, an email that says bullshit, basic, I'm going to paraphrase it now, bullshit, you're not going to do this uh, because we're going to stop you. Uh, so stopbackspassports.org was on Bannon's word day. And uh, we've got to get that taken care of because it is wholesale, a set of amendments that the Biden administration developed to give to the WHO about this pandemic treaty, which, by the way, a lot of people are saying, well, it doesn't have to be approved by the Senate. We're already in that treaty. These are amendments to that treaty, and our government is giving them away. Now, there's some pushback from other other countries in the world, but we've got to push back against the Biden administration on this. 
uh, because uh, nobody in America is going to listen to the WHO, and no, even if they do pass it. You know, right. our AR-15s are ready. Right. Buy more guns and ammo and train, train, train. That's good advice. I want to thank Mazington uh, for the cookie. Matt Couch also opened up a bag of cookies, been throwing them around everywhere. Thank you, Matt Couch. I think he gets bored when the rest of us are talking. He starts throwing cookies out in the chat room, and I don't know what the hell he's doing. I I keep thinking if I throw cookies out, other people will throw cookies out, J.D. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's the theory. (laughs) Thank you for that. Hey, listen, uh, I I, I had a couple other things that I had considered. Oh, I do want one more thing that we need to talk about. Uh, specifically because we have Vince on. And uh, indulge us a little bit, guys, because this is about New York State. So the New York uh, congressional oh. districts and new maps uh, have been, I think, finalized, Matt, uh, Vince? Is that, uh, are they final or wh- where are we? But either way, no. this is an interesting story. <laughs> Give us an update. Sure. Uh, well, to answer the first question, they technically have not been finalized. Uh, we, uh, The entire New York political world right now is sitting on their computers hitting refresh because they were supposed the final final maps with some tweaks from earlier this week were supposed to come out between eight and nine o'clock tonight and the entire world's still sitting here clicking waiting for them to happen so we haven't seen them but there's 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 we we've talked about this and i've given updates uh you know in 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 prior shows and because there's a lot of ramifications with the new york redistricting and how that's going to play out with the midterm elections and the the race to, to flip the house and actually the new maps were released on monday and what they showed is potential for for new york to maybe add two maybe three seats just I, I just based on numbers uh, i can tell you new york I, republicans you know, I was, I, I, i'm sorry new york republicans mm-hmm. right to be able to, to to gain seats which obviously they they're going to be net gains for for the entire country for the republicans for the to, to flip the house so so every one we add here it's it's a plus 2 uh in you know when that happens in new york um so, and I've just talked to a friend of mine who's running in a seat that the Democrats have held for for ages, and he's a Republican. He's a sitting assemblyman uh, assemblyman right now. He's going to be running. I think there's a great chance that they're going to pick up that one in a sneak attack. But what's happening is this special master who there's a title we should all strive for. Yeah, uh, this this special master was appointed by the judges to to draw the districts, and they drew for the first time ever what is considered fair lines. And what we found out is that there are a number of Democrats who have been forced into primaries. Jerry Nadler is going to be forced into a primary. Now we're still waiting for the tweaks to come out. But my point is, uh, and he's forced into a primary with uh, Carolyn Maloney. But both of them should retire, right? So now they could be forced into a primary. Um, The most, I I think the most intriguing one is the head of the uh, Democratic Congressional uh, Campaign Committee. So the campaign arm of the Democrats, uh, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney from the Hudson Valley has been thrown into a district with a newer member of Congress, Mondaire Jones, who is a black openly gay he, I, I'm not going to remember, not to not to be flippant, but he is the first elected something, and I don't know what that is. But between being black and and gay, he's the first something there. I just don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, that actually uh, Monday evening uh, set off a little Twitter war between the two, and now you've got calls from AOC for Sean Patrick Maloney to step down as the head of the DCCC because he's a racist because he doesn't want to succumb to the to to a to a black member of Congress. So we have complete infighting among the New York Democrats, including the head of the uh, Democratic arm. And it looks like we might be able to pick up a couple Republican seats here in New York, which obviously will help the, the total to, to flip Congress. So 
a lot of exciting stuff yeah. happening here in New York. Vince, this map was released Monday. What's what's what are we waiting for? I mean, are you, people are hitting refresh. What might change yeah. and why? So. So the, the, the legal dates were, were this, uh, they released on Monday today. The judge was supposed to, they, they took the week for input. The judge today was taking that input into consideration. Um, the only thing that could be happening are from what I understand are tweaks to the map. So that's what people are waiting for. And it's, it's things like, uh, where they may have split different counties. Uh, where they try to make more counties whole, uh, where they make sure that the districts are compact enough that there's minority representation. All of those things that the Constitution says you have to have if there's any kind of, like I said, little tweaks that need to be made to make it um, a little bit better. Or uh, honestly, you had a judge overseeing a process by a, a gentleman who, you know, he, he did a decent job drawing maps, but he, he's not political at all. So it's very possible he could have missed uh, some little nuance that you don't, you know, you spend a lifetime in New York politics to know. But other than that, I think we're, we're looking at maps are pretty, uh, pretty solid. Um, but as I said, I, I see, I, the maps look like a pickup of two. I think the Republicans can pick up as many as three or four here in New York. Well, well it's going to be interesting to watch this play out. Colonel Man, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for your tremendous insight. Uh, uh, really, really uh, enjoyed hearing what you had to say, particularly about the military issues, but everything. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks, JB. I appreciate you having me on. Matt, a, a couple, <laughs> Matt, a couple more cookies, and we got a dozen in there. If you want to keep going, um, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> people are loving it there. Uh, no, of course, it's always great to have Matt on the show. Matt, you and I are uh, are in the middle of this uh, experiment, I guess we would call it, but we're committed to it. This one o'clock Eastern show, uh, Colonel Manos filled in for me yesterday, uh, called America's Lunchroom. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. It's an attempt to maybe take a look at the lighter side of some of these issues. Laugh a little, smile a little. We're we're trying to put a little bit of a lighter side in. In fact, we're even throwing some things up. I've got a couple of my writers at the DC Patriot. I'm getting, another reason why I look distracted, I'm getting beat up by hate mail because we have a Kardashian article up. Oh, Apparently boy. Kim Kardashian broke the uh, internet by putting a bunch of bikini photos out and one of my guys covered it. And, I, and just to show you the hypocrisy of even the people in our own movement, how dare you show that scantily, blah, you know, lots of, lots of lovely terminologies that are being thrown out there. And all the conservatives hate it, but it's weird that there's a thousand people reading the article <laughs> of course. right now. They don't They're hate it that it. bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like the conservatives that want to date AOC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, also yes, I'm telling you what, me and this guy in a cage for charity, ginger versus ginger. I, I like mean, it. I'm, I'm in. Winner like take it. all. Oh, Winner take all. That's great. Pay-per-view. We got this. Uh, Tiny Ninja, thank you also for the cookie. We appreciate it. That's going to do it for tonight. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.